Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Welcome to the Barker Podcast Collection. Do you know where you are? I'm in a dream. That's right, Dolores. You're in a dream. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? Welcome to Westworld. No orientation. No guidebook. All our hosts are here for you. In this world, you can be whoever you want. Are you real? Well, if you can't tell, does it matter? This behavior, we're miles beyond the glitch here. What are your drives? To meet my maker. terrified. I feel spaces opening up inside of me. Like a building with rooms I've never explored. I think there may be something wrong with this world. Something hiding underneath. Welcome to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard, and this week I'm joined by... Ian Bruce. And Marcus Hurley. They are calling Westworld what um, what Westworld is to... I don't know, how do you... <laughs> Westworld is to sci-fi, what Game of Thrones is to fantasy. Indeed. And, uh, yeah, how do we feel about that? I mean, um, the pilot aired on Sky Atlantic the other night, and on HBO in the States, and I thought it was pretty good. Uh... I think you thought it was so good you've watched it multiple times, in. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I almost have. <laughs> um, I thought it was very good. Really very good. What was it about it that made you want to re-watch it? Um, it was that it's one of those rare occasions where the hype that I'd allowed myself to believe off the back of the trailers and the cast and the writers and the people attached to it actually came through, at least for the first episode. Um, and I was expecting it to be more like the film, and it certainly is like the film. <clears throat> Are we doing spoilers for this or not doing spoilers for this? If you haven't watched the pilot yet, then maybe uh, skip this episode until you have. Um, yeah, we we can go into spoilers on it. Why not? Um, yeah, there's quite a lot to get into. So I think it might just be a, I liked it. I didn't. If we if we don't. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, we can set it up. Basically, this is um, based on the film that was written by Michael Crichton mm, yeah. uh, before he did before he wrote the book Jurassic Park. Um, Jurassic Park was kind of him writing a book based on a lot of similar ideas that this 
uh, this mm. had. Um, so yeah, that, the the original film came out in 1973, and this is HBO kind of taking that idea and spinning it out into a sh- uh, an HBO type show. Um, it's been uh, written and directed by Jonathan Nolan, brother of Christopher, uh, who's also done a few other shows like Person of Interest. I think he at least started. Um, but I don't know that that was a network show. This is kind of on a different level in terms of budget, I would say. Um, and so, yeah, but the basic concept is that uh, there's a, a park where um, it's like a Wild West theme park where people can spend as a bunch of money to go in there and uh, live out whatever fantasies they like. And it's populated by these AI creations who look incredibly lifelike and um they're all kind of set along various <clears throat> plot lines and that's where it really grabbed me actually was the kind of way that it's all set up not unlike a, a kind of big video game like open world video game where you have characters kind of all progressing along a path but then you know a, uh one of the park <coughs> attendants or newcomers as they call them will uh like kind of interrupt that program send them sending them off on a slightly different path hmm. and and yeah. that's where I, it really got its hooks into me um as a concept and yeah and and they also hint at other places this could go I think the, there's a lot of potential. Yeah, the, in the, the show, movie went to uh, medieval world and Rome world or ancient world. Oh, did That's it? That's when it all kicked off. Hmm. Uh, I have to admit, I have not seen the original it's, movie it, it's, on which it's based. I'm not sure it will have aged well. Maybe it has, but it's worth it just to see where Jurassic Park came from. Yeah, because Jurassic Park mm. is dinosaurs gone mad, and this is yeah uh, robots gone mad in the same kind of theme park it's environment. Proof of concept, isn't it? But it worked so well. I remember being terrified of mannequins after that. Yeah. As a kid, for a while. <laughs> Certainly didn't like Yul Brynner for a while. I no, think. he was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's interesting. One difference that mm-hmm. I'm aware of from the movie is that the man in black character uh, in the original movie, spoilers for the 1970s movie, uh, he was actually an android, right? Yeah. Uh, was that a twist yeah. in the well, in the movie? This, this is, I don't this know. This was the bit that I wanted to mention because I went into it expecting the man in black played by yeah. Ed Harris, Ed Harris. Ed in Harris, this version. Yeah. I expected him to be a robot, but he appears to not be a robot. Or is he a robot who's become sentient and self-aware? And I would like to believe it's the latter. Yeah, well, that's that's interesting. And and the way that they... Um the way that you're kind of introduced to the, the the show and the protagonist is that um you're not really sure who actually is a robot yeah, or was, not that at was first. Yeah, really very good. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> so... Um, and I, I, there's no need to go into the specifics of that, but um, I, it did set up kind of a very similar mythology to uh, another great uh, TV show, Battlestar Galactica, hmm. which was very much uh, about like who is the AI and the meaning of it all and stuff like that. And and I feel like it's been long enough since that show to uh, bring it up again. Oh, that was, uh, I don't know. I, I'm not, I didn't really think of that at all. I mean, it's a fair comparison, but I didn't really think... Well, that, I think that wasn't, it was just that wasn't it was... until later, was it? It was sort of like who are the twelve? Yeah, um, that but, was kind of the the waning part of it. But also in Battlestar Galactica, <clears throat> um, it wasn't. It's not necessarily just the who is the Cylon aspect. Mm. It was the fact that what does it mean to be a Cylon yes. and the whole kind yeah, yeah, of that bit, that's, mm. that's proper classic sci-fi, isn't it? Yeah. Am I? So, if I'm not a human, then what am I? And mm. why do I think I'm a human? Yeah. So. 
Yeah, it's really well made. We've got it's got an amazing cast. Anthony Hopkins is in there. I, I wonder how much of it of him we'll see. Although it does say ten episodes on our IMDb, so I guess he's going to be a regular. I think he will um, be in all of it. I think he's. Yeah, I, he well, was great. He was really his, good. His scenes are small but powerful enough. He doesn't need to be like a full front <clears throat> character in it. He's he's the voice that kind of once all the main people in the corporation are are beginning to falter and, and thinking ahead of themselves, he's almost like the leveling voice of reason. You know, mm. he's sort of like, you know, the guy, I can't remember his name, the guy with the glasses, when he was sort of like, oh, you're amazing, you're amazing. And he kind of like, he would say these little side quotes like, am I? Yeah. Um, and he, he's kind of like, he's almost like the God character. <clears throat> he seems to, he seems to be the creative that is always unsure of himself. So he's yeah. just throwing extra bits in and pushing it and doing extra stuff. Oh, that's it. Yeah, because they're, uh, he's introduced these, like, what they called flourishes or something yeah. Yeah. that's he's causing them to <coughs> act a bit strangely. Yes, mm. but making them even more human, which is, I, that was that kind of shit I really like. Yeah. Because that yeah. has a parallel with my work, at least. Not that we build AI and anything, but they're just the, oh, I just threw this in to see what happened. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <coughs> yes. But you can also see how that's going to cause the problems, can't you, further down the line. Because absolutely. Well, I, as a software guy, I, I absolutely yeah, can see how that's exactly. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, and there are a lot of parallels between this and between. If you're a software developer, you will go, "Yep, that's how it is." For a lot of this, with you going, yeah. "Well, I just can't make it work," and everybody's going, "But I fucking told them I, we can mm. have it." <laughs> uh, and the other bit characters, to be honest, the humans or. <sighs> The corporates what? running the park seemed to be the biggest monsters for me so far, apart from the man in black, obviously. he's He shouldn't be around sharp instruments. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but everybody else seemed to be... It, it's weird, because it's like it, like with Westworld, you think, oh, wow, what an awesome idea, going to a theme park that's out the Wild West, and mm. you could do anything. And as a child, you obviously had a minimal list of things you could do, but as you get older, you start that list becomes a little darker perhaps well maybe if you, for you guys not for me I'm a good Christian um, <laughs> but it was for me it was a lot like Lethal Weapon which we got to last week and we'll get to next week um, in that when I was younger I liked this concept for different reasons but now I'm older I like it for the much more for the human interaction reasons so the guy the Hopkins character who's running the park and he wants to, everything to be the best they can be I like him because he's flawed, but he has the best intentions at heart and he wants the, the thing, the objects to be wonderful and he likes the old guy that's been in storage for ages and he's, mm. you know, he likes his creations. <clears throat> but he's flawed, obviously. Yeah. He's the, he's definitely the guy running Jurassic Park type thing. Oh, yeah. but we can do this and we can do that. And <clears throat> yeah, hold on. Um, yeah. He's almost a bit like a humble John Hammond, but he's still John Hammond. Yes. Like you said. He seems, he, yeah. But maybe Hammond was like that before he got to the stage where he was at Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean, that's th there's a lot of similarities between Westworld and Jurassic Park. A lot. Um, yeah. But this this took me away from that very quickly. Once the kind of twist, not the twist, but the uncertainty about the man at black happened within the first about 10 minutes, mm. when that just all went a bit... Oh, that was <laughs> You've taken my expectations and just smashed them, and it exceeded them as well. Excellent. Hmm. Okay, cool. That's not what I was expecting, but count me in. Um, 
Uh, and there's the, some question over. I don't know how you guys felt about the the Groundhog Day nature of the first episode, where we follow a character who wakes up every morning going, "Oh, this is my day ahead." And she goes and does the same stuff, and you think, and it's slightly varied in bits. And that really that did remind me of an MMO because mm. if you pick somebody up in a <clears throat> online game and do a quest with them, the next person doesn't see them there. But if they go to them the next day, they're probably there going. Hello, I need 20 rabbits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was uh, kind of weird, actually. That's kind of weird. But people I... like Sandy Newton and stuff that didn't really have any part. She was kind of there as uh, scenery. And that's a horrible thing well, to say. But I hope that in the 10 episodes we're going to get, there's much more focus on the other characters in some form. Yeah. Uh, f- yeah, well, Sorry. they've all got... Uh, I think she's quite high up, up the bill. So I imagine we'll get to see a bit more of her later and you know de- develop her story arc a bit more and stuff yep. so well she starts acting in a manner that's more than just window dressing doesn't she after the uh painted black scene that was uh, oh uh, yeah just the music for this the painted yeah. black scene that i think that was the reason i watched it twice hmm. because i just wanted to see if it would make me f- it would force me to tears the second time as well <laughs> and it fucking did sweet jesus what an amazing use of that music hmm. Um, yeah. yeah really also, they they used uh, I think it was Black Hole Sun yeah, by Soundgarden. Yeah, was, they did I a like version that. of. Yeah. That was brilliant. An old yeah, I, I, more of that, please. <laughs> and I think the final song was uh, Johnny Cash or something. Yeah. I think. Was, um, no, ain't no grave. Hold my body down. Yeah, that's it. That was brilliant. Yeah. That final scene, though, that that left me a chill down my spine. What the flight with what, um, Dor- the- uh, what was her name? Uh, Dolette Dorothy. Uh, I can't remember her name. What I mean, the, uh, the main when she gets the woman, fly, that one. Dolores. Yeah. Dolores, yeah. that's it. Yeah. So I, that was, one of the reasons that I wanted to watch it again was it was a lot like The Phantom Menace or Force Awakens for me the first time. I was so excited for this. Hmm. I was just going, wee <laughs> all the way through the first time. And I'd missed the bit where they'd said, oh, they'd know these robots, they'd never, they wouldn't even hurt a fly. But and they, but they, they ask the, her point blank. Would you ever harm a living thing? And she goes, no. And then yeah. they say, oh, would you lie? Are you lying? Would you lie to us? No. And I turned to Suze and I said, but if it's lying, how would you know it's lying? Because yeah, it's yeah. lying to you now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. I love the fact that they set that whole scene up because like near the start where you have to fly, go across the eyeball, which was yes. a proper cringe moment. Yeah. And then the other time you see the other guy when he's sitting in sort of standby mode and the flies going towards the eye. So that was always a constant thing, building up, building up. And then you see it at the end yeah. and you think, it was... oh, it's just a flight. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I felt... Yeah, I found it much more accessible than the first episode of Game of Thrones, but then it doesn't really have a like a gazillion pages mm. worth of backstory to follow up with. Yeah, and that might make it a better. Not, there's nothing wrong with Game of Thrones, of course, but sometimes you watch a whole season and go, "So somebody died at the end, right?" Yeah, because it, it's just so fucking complex. But this, although there's mm. a lot of enormous actors involved, not big but of stature, mm. actors involved. It, I can't see it being the, the sprawling, intertwining uh, political intrigue of Game of Thrones. It seems something that would be a lot more accessible, would have yeah. could do more sci-fi in a traditional way. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm up for it. 
I think it's a question of genre, though. I think in the pilot of Game of Thrones, they had a lot of characters to introduce. And they did here as well. But I think it's the ideas that are front and centre in this and most sci-fi, to be honest. Yes. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and I think that's why I prefer sci-fi. Just looking at the Wikipedia page, it's interesting to spot that Vincenzo Natale, uh, who uh, wrote and directed Cube, which is one of the most awesome sci-fi films ever, if you've not seen it. Have you seen Cube, Marcus? I don't think I have. Well worth a lock. I need to. Okay. Not a family movie. Quite horrific. Cool. But it's a movie made in one set, basically. It was made on What's a What's he doing on budget. it? He's directing episode four. Oh, brilliant. Cube. He's done a lot of... He's done a lot of... Um, he did some Hannibal episodes, I think, as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, and that movie Splice. Which was okay. He's been on the Slash film cast a bunch of times, and he's 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 said some really interesting stuff about how difficult it's been to get his own movies up and running. Yeah. So he's been doing a lot of TV stuff, um, I think, as a result. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, he's done some... Oh, he's doing some Star Trek, the new series. Okay. American Gods. Oh, he did an episode of Luke Cage as well. <coughs> oh, and Neil Marshall's Wait. doing the third one. Yes! Oh, he did the uh, episode of um, Luke Cage that I said is worth sticking around for. What, episode four? <laughs> oh, wow, <well, Yeah>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think he started he with dog around. soldiers, eh? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Cool, good for him. Cool, yeah. Um, any other thoughts about um, Westworld then? I've got one. Uh, I just wanted to quickly mention that the the performances of the AIs, um, oh. when they're a little bit broken and oh stuff, God, yeah. I just thought was really outstanding. Yeah. Um, As Reddit and many others have pointed out, the, the really the bizarre use of CG for stuff to make one side still and the other side doing weird looking face all over the place. Oh, what on people? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I didn't think about Which that. Was, yeah, that was just there was a lot of the weird stuff like that was CG. Mm. Yeah, they have put a lot of production into this. It looks fantastic from top to bottom, doesn't it? Some of those big wide shots. Um, yeah. All the sets. Yeah. I mean, the sets look a little. <laughs> Little cartoonish, like in terms of. Very sure I've seen that Wild West town in other things in the US. <laughs> Normally, cop shows where they happen to come across a criminal in a Wild West set. Yeah, true. Uh, but, but then you are, look, funny enough, I think that might be a double joke because you are watching mm. something that's based in a the theme park. Well, yeah. Yes. So the idea yeah. of it being a staged town, and you kind of think I've seen it before. No, no that's fine. <laughs> I, I think I saw it in an episode of Castle. That's the only reason that it made me laugh. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Well, I was. I, I, speaking of which, I kept thinking the Serenity was going to land at some point, and they're all going to come back. Yeah, that was a bit looking for Badger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was in Palm Springs one time. Yeah, uh, and uh, Jesus, we went. Spend a brush, anyone? We we went on a uh, on a little trip in into the Mojave <laughs> Desert, and um, we did actually stop in a western town that I think was used in Tombstone and a couple of other movies and it does wow. get used from time to time the only actual working building there was this amazing barbecue restaurant that served up this amazing chili um <laughs> and that's the only thing that's there the rest of it is just uh, walk around and check out this old wild west town that is deserted but looks like it was once lived in sort of thing it was pretty cool and drive it into the desert and make the meth or were you doing that somewhere else you <laughs> it was that part of the world for sure yeah okay <laughs> Cool. All right. Um, so yeah, anything else about Westworld? Going to continue watching you, it, I'm sure. Yeah. Marcus, I know you've been watching Luke Cage, and I think we come to that soon or last week. How did you? How did this compare to Luke Cage for you? I know they're very different things, but is this Luke? 
Luke Cage <coughs> I found to be quite a general enjoyable watch. Um, I admittedly didn't watch any of the trailers or anything for West One. Okay. I just knew it was coming. Um, yeah. so I went in cold. Um, so off the, literally off the back of Luke Cage. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, exp- I gotta say, this is definitely out of two. This is definitely more my favorite. There's something about the vibe. Yeah. Okay. It's the vibe of it. Um, it's just something I've only seen one episode and I'm just staring at the, logo for it the poster for it on imdb and i'm getting absolute chills down my spine just constantly like past the five minutes tiny logo though that's the only thing <laughs> yeah i know but still it's there's something weird yeah. about it and it's just that opening sequence as well when you've got the horses the horse running and you've got the machines yeah the intro, the intro drawing on the sinew was... parts of the muscle and, all, and yeah. then building the rider on the back and She's got the gun, and, One day and you just think we'll do all of that. Maybe. It did remind me of um, it did remind me a little bit of Black Sails, the way that that intro is. Yeah, you ruined it, Marcus. Now you've ruined no, it. No, no, no. Yeah, but you know, a strange <laughs> intro that's fairly long, yes. with lots of yeah, yeah. symbolism and various other bits and pieces, and a and a haunting track for it. They're, yeah. they're nothing the same in terms of soap substance, but yeah, I was expecting My fairly God. high production values, but. Uh, this really is HBO getting their fucking cock out, isn't it? And just <laughs> it is have this and, and asserting you to themselves hold it while they rub it across your face, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just asserting themselves as the premier kind of TV, if you can even call it that, provider. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think they've definitely raised the game. So uh, watch out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fact that they've got so many actors that you've seen in film and. Various other bits and pieces, and just... that was really the that was the weird that was one of the weird things because sometimes you get like one or two maybe and yeah. stuff and just a couple and even here ones and there, that but... you think I think I've seen him somewhere before but you're not sure yeah. where it wasn't and that like was just the first episode you just yeah. think and it was wow. just everybody could be, could head, headline a film of their own really most yeah. of the people could certainly yeah I mean uh, there was have. there was uh, Jeffrey Wright he was the um, the chap who was kind of the uh, the doctor guy who was doing a lot of mm. the tests. He was, uh, he's been in a bunch of, uh, HBO stuff and, and he's yeah. very cool. He's got an excellent voice. Um, yes. yeah. And I didn't spot Luke Hemsworth. Who was he? Was he? He oh, may not be in it yet. No, is he? he is. He's one of the security guys. Is he one oh, of the? Oh, he was the guy who said about the, was he the one who said about the coolant being busted? Uh, um, the lead security guy. Possibly. Is he one of the Hemsworths or, uh, Yes. Who is it, is Liam or Chris? No, no, it's he. Oh. Uh, I don't think Which he one is. is. Oh no, okay. he is the older brother of Chris and Liam. I didn't realise oh. there was three of them. They're the new Baldwin's, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no! Don't say that, Jesus! <laughs> it's going to be meet the fours. You got four, you got five, and you got three. And they've all. <laughs> well, you know, I'm waiting for <laughs> Thor. Thor. <laughs> and I oh, want to go with three God. of my mates, so I can go Thor for Thor for. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's shit. <laughs> I, I, I can see you doing it though, so that's a bit horrible. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> this has been the Not Watching Podcast in partnership with NotListening.co.uk, where you can also hear myself and Ian talk about video games and virtual reality on the Not Playing Podcast, and Adam Ash and Will talk about all manner of funny things on the Not Listening Podcast. The episodes are up now. 
You can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at or follow us on Twitter at notwatchingpod. You can find the show notes for this show at notlistening.co.uk and if you're listening to us on iTunes, then please do give us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. See ya! It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. 